High heel shoes can cause a number of ankle and foot problems, yet most women aren't willing to give their high heels the boot. So what can you do? Here to tell us more about ankle, foot, and high heel-related problems is Dr. Jason Barito, a specialist in foot and ankle and a board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Emory University. Another in the podcast series, Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. Here's Bill Klaproth. Dr. Barito, thank you for your time. So what are the risks and the potential harm that high heel shoes can cause? I think there are a number of them. Uh, one of the big things we talk about is developing uh, deformities of the toes, like a bunion or a hammer toe. High heels certainly contribute to that. Uh, I think other things that women often present to my office with is overload of their uh, metatarsal bone, which is a bone sort of right behind their toes, which is also known as metatarsalgia. Um, that can often cause pain and limitations. And then the heels themselves often make uh, the shoe a little bit unstable, and often we see ankle sprains and ankle fractures uh, from heel-related issues. Well, I was just going to ask you, are most of these issues due to wear and tear, or are these problems due to slips and falls? Well, I think it's a combination. Uh, I think the chronic issues like heel pain, uh, plantar fasciitis, can often uh, be associated with a lot of time in heels or the metatarsalgia and the overload. Uh, and definitely the forefoot deformities like a bunion and a hammer toe, the heels definitely contribute. Uh, but sort of the acute injuries that we often see from patients, um, you know, they're out, they're having a good time, and they step wrong on their heels, that can really exacerbate those ankle sprains or ankle fractures that we see. And those acute injuries sometimes require acute surgery. So acute injuries, let's get into those uh, in a little bit. First, let's talk about other things, though, that might happen with high heel shoes, such as pinched toes, blisters, nail problems. You see all of those kinds of things, too. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we definitely see that, um, especially when someone hasn't worn their heels for a while and then tries their heels again uh, or has an injury or they're swelling, they can definitely squeeze the toes. Uh, they can definitely cause blisters. Uh, we even note that some patients can develop uh, nail bed problems or nail changes. Um, uh, a fungal infection can either be more prone if you're in your heels more, which is also known as onchiomycosis. Um, and these nail and skin issues can be irritating. And then there's obviously those deformity-type problems that we talk about that develop over time, uh, the bunions, the hammer toes, uh, which also, because once you get those deformities and go into your heels, which are tighter, can often exacerbate um, those skin issues. You know, you get corns and calluses on the top of the hammer toe, uh, or sort of significant issues on the inside of the bunion uh, in those uh, high-heeled shoes. So for these non-acute injuries, the ones you were just talking about, how do you generally treat those? Well, I tell the patient first, try to use their heels only when they absolutely need to. Uh, try to tell them to wear them. You know, the special occasions, church on Sunday, uh, an important meeting at work, uh, a wedding you're going to, wear your heels when you need to, when you want to look nice, when it's presentable. Um, but just doing your everyday activities, if you can avoid being in those super high heels and more in a flat-type shoe or a shoe with a good wide toe box, I think is better. Uh, we then talk about trying to find the right type of heel, uh, a heel that's more of a wedge than a true high heel, something with enough room for the toes. Um, you know, I think there's lots of options. Uh, more of a strappy or sandal-type shoe can also be helpful than a true hard, sort of hard leather type uh, can also reduce some of those symptoms. Well, that's really good advice. And then for the more acute injuries, those ligament and tendon injuries, sprained ankles that you were talking about, how about treatment for women suffering from those problems? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing with those is, is not so much treatment, but trying to do prevention. 
Um, you know, if you're prone to ankle sprains, trying to avoid getting into your heels unless you absolutely have to, practicing wearing your heels, as, as crazy as that sounds, when you get a new shoe, if it's a high heel you're not used to, practice wearing it, wearing it so that your balance is good. Uh, you don't want to avoid doing it when um, you're sort of in a crowded room or somewhere where you're not familiar with the environment because you're more likely to twist it. And then sort of once you have those sprains and injuries, uh, it's often seeing a, a surgeon like me or another orthopedist type specialist uh, to make sure there isn't anything that needs to be done acutely. And then initially after those injuries, you probably want to avoid being in your heels uh, if you can walk on it, um, just because they're more likely to have a second injury if you're back in those heels too soon. So sticking with prevention then, I often see women who will be wearing tennis shoes to work, but they're carrying their high heels or they leave sure. the heels at work. Is that another good way to do it, only wear them when you have to wear them? I think that's great. You know, we know that sort of for some of the deformities that develop, it's sort of a dose-related response in the sense that the more you're in your heels and the more the toes have those un, or sort of unusual stresses on them, the, the less, you know, the more likely you are to develop those bunions, those hammer toes. So I think that's a great idea if you only need them for certain times through the day and you can be in that flat shoe uh, or that sneaker type shoe, uh, it's much less likely to both cause you the acute exacerbation and pain, uh, but also prevent some of those long-term issues that we often see in patients. So Dr. Berto, a couple of times you've mentioned deformities. So for women who just can't say no to high heels, do they face long-term deformities then? Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely know that women's shoes dramatically increase the risk of bunions. Uh, a bunion is a sort of a, uh, a malalignment of the bones on the inside of the foot. Uh, classically, it's thought of as a growth of, on the inside, but it's really not. It's just the toes are malaligned, and the number one contributing factor uh, we know of is uh, shoe wear. Uh, women's shoes are just not designed with a big enough toe box, um, and oftentimes the heel contributes pushing that toe into a malaligned position. Um, and sort of the more they're in their heels, the more they're in their shoes with that narrow toe box, um, the more likely they are to develop those deformities. And then that hammer toe deformity or that curling of those uh, lesser toes uh, has those same kind of issues because, as you can imagine, the toes getting pushed into the shoe just by gravity and the toes begin to curl up. And once those muscle imbalances develop, uh, the patients often develop permanent deformities of their toes. Wow. Okay. That's uh, really interesting. So let me ask you this question. For someone uh, wearing high heels and is developing foot problems, does that then lead up the body to people having trouble with their knees and hips? Does this cause other health problems as well? Well, I think it's, it, it, I don't think we can directly relate high heels to sort of knee and hip issues, but I think what's likely happening is oftentimes if they're in their heels a lot, they develop some toe and foot deformities. And if those toe and foot deformities uh, create uh, an inability to sort of exercise normally, um, sort of walk with a, a typical pattern, um, those can certainly exacerbate some underlying hip, hip or knee issues that pop up uh, for those type of patients. Well, this is really interesting. Making notes right now for my wife. Thank you, Dr. Barreto. <laughs> so when shopping for high heel shoes, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but maybe you can kind of go over this one more time. When shopping sure. for high heel shoes, are there certain guidelines or things women should follow? Yeah, I would say try to wear the lowest possible heel. Um, uh, as, as looks stylish and is a, sh a shoe that they're comfortable with, um, as wide a toe box as possible. Uh, I always tell that soft leather or strappy and sandal type shoes are better than the hard, uh, tight leather type shoes. Um, and then think about something that's as comfortable as possible, uh, when they're wearing it, um, so that, you know, they can get as much enjoyment out of their uh, shoes as they can and try to limit the amount of sort of secondary problems that pop up. Can I also say for a man who is a specialist in foot 
And ankle, having the last name Barito is very fitting. <laughs> my residents pointed out to me all the time, and uh, there was one of my senior staff members who called me Dr. Toe. Uh, for quite a few years in practice. So uh, I've definitely heard that before, but uh, my patients pointed out too. <laughs> I love it. Well, if you could uh, wrap it up for us then, Dr. Barito, what else should we know about foot and ankle problems associated with high heel shoes? I, I think we should know that, uh, you know, patients, it's, it's really the amount of time you're in your heels, um, trying to make as good a choices as possible with shoe wear, only wearing those heels when you absolutely need them. Um, make sure you're comfortable when you're wearing them and make sure you have at least some time to practice in them. Uh, and then, you know, if those acute injuries pop up or those chronic problems uh, develop, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us um, because those are problems we see all the time. What an interesting subject. And thanks for the thoughtful tips, Dr. Barito. We appreciate it. For more information, please visit emoryhealthcare.org slash orthopedics. That's emoryhealthcare.org slash orthopedics. You're listening to Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.